0: Hello again everyone, I'm Tim Muma and you're listening to localjobnetwork.com radio. Welcome into the LJN Radio Quad, where of course our radio hosts gather to share their thoughts, ideas, and perspectives on all topics employment related. We've got the whole band back together, as they like to say. Last time, two of the hosts were joining us remotely from D.C. and Chicago, but today we're all in the studio back in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, so welcome back. (laughs) Nat would include today Lynn Molitor. Hello. Jacqueline Peterson. Hi. And Jamie Goble. Hi. Now, not surprisingly, all of our topics are focused a little bit on communication and, of course, the importance of giving and receiving that information. So whether it be from an employee perspective or a manager, employer, uh, we try to cover all the bases here, of course. So we'll kick things off with the off discussed subject of engagement. And Jamie, you had something we were looking at right there.
1: Yes, Tim. Recently, I read an article that I thought was pretty interesting. It was, what are the keys to engaging employees? And this is always a topic of interest for me because it's pretty evident that engaged employees are kind of the best kind. So it's really interesting, their perspective, that they define employee engagement as aligning maximum satisfaction for the individual with maximum contribution for the organization. And I hadn't really thought about it that way before. I'm just really interested to get your thoughts on how
2: you think we can create that environment for people. I found that interesting too the the definition. Because mm-hmm. I guess if you would have asked me what the definition was, I probably would have been like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I I found it interesting, the, you know, satisfaction of the individual with contribution to the organization. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good mix. Mm-hmm. Before I read that, when I just saw the topic, I was thinking of um, like information sharing. So, Tim, you had said our topics are communication right, related right. and I'm like I think it goes on both sides you know information sharing from management to staff and then staff asking questions when there's um, when there's a gap mm-hmm. and then I think um, everyone gets engaged when you're working towards common goals
0: I think that is a big part of it because when you think of the term like being engaged in a conversation that's what it is you oh, are yeah. you're listening True. as well as talking so I think that comes into play in the grand scheme of things with a company as well. And I like what they brought up the idea of pride and commitment to the organization. And again, you automatically think, okay, that's the employee feeling that way. But you would hope that the managers as well feel that and portray that sort of a give and take. So I would point to that as being a way to help with engagement is, is really finding those key points of the organization and show why you take pride in that or why you take pride in your work or the people or the product or whatever it is that your mm-hmm. organization focuses on. And then show your commitment, whether it be by putting, of course, funds into something or maybe setting it up so the employees can really have a stake in it. Um, maybe it's ideas, maybe it's actually executing. Mm-hmm. So yes. I think incorporating the idea of pride and commitment to each other, but then wholly to that organization, I to me, that's a way that I always felt is a good way to, to bring everything together and, and be engaged.
3: I agree. I like, one of the things that I like to do is get a lot of feedback from my team just so that you can sort of get their buy-in and that they feel like they're part of the process. I think that that really helps. I mean, it's one way to kind of get everyone on the same page and um, really sharing that same vision. And that, that way there's ownership to it too. You know, we came up with this. What are we going to do? And I think that that definitely helps with engagement.
2: Yeah. Ownership. I like that. I like that too. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I think you off to a great start talking about some engagement tips for the employees out there, as well as managers and how you can help facilitate all that within your organization. So how about encouraging them a little bit further with that engagement and giving them responsibility? So, Jacqueline, you had a thought related to that subject.
3: Yes. So I am currently experiencing with my team, um, you know, giving my team a lot more opportunities and a lot more leveraging it like, hey, you should lead this and you should handle this. One of the things that I'm noticing and that I need help with is encouraging them or getting them to think like you can take initiative on Fulfilling the tasks for that particular project. A lot of times, my team members will want to touch base, and which is fine. Touch base with me; I have no problem <laughs> with that. But I want them to like take initiative a little bit more and be like, you know, this is this is all new. For those people who are listening right now, I have two of my two of my team members who are giving me scary eyes. Three <laughs> is, is Wade in there? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, three of my team members who. Um, who are looking at me going, hmm, talking about me. But this is all not news to them because I tell them this all the time. Take initiative. Take ownership. You lead. You do this. So I guess I want to know, you know, you, sometimes you take a, a step back and you're like, is it me who's maybe halting them from thinking that mm-hmm. they can move forward without always asking or always following up? Yes, I do want to be kept in the loop. But I also want my my team members, if they're managing a project and leading to say, Jacqueline, this is what I think I need to do next. What are your thoughts? Can I do it? What do we need to do? Blah, blah, blah. Versus... Um, me maybe following up all the time and we're like, hey, what's the next step? Stuff like that. So they're doing a great job.
2: <laughs> that's good to hear. Yes, they are
3: doing a great job. <laughs> I certainly wouldn't be talking about this in front of them if I thought otherwise. <laughs> but I want I want more. I want more. I really want them to just kind of like hit the ground running and, and push. But, I, but again, I'd look at myself and think, is there something that I'm doing that's maybe prohibiting them from thinking that they can do that? Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Have you guys ever been in a situation like that?
1: I think I've been kind of on the opposite spectrum where, you know, in my position, we don't do as much project management. So being on the other end, I feel like I do like those touch points. I like to know that I'm on the right track because it's not something I'm as comfortable with. So maybe, you know, working with them to Really teach them the project management process, setting those different goals and those checkpoints and those tasks and agreeing on them together on the front end and then assigning them so they know, okay, this is really something I can take ownership of. But having some checkpoints set into place. So, you know, if you have six weeks to finish the project, you know, maybe weekly or bi weekly checkpoints, so they can just know that they're on the right track because sometimes okay. with project management, you can feel like, you know what, I'm a little bit worried to keep going with this because I haven't touched base with the project manager, and I don't know if I'm in the right place. So I don't
2: want to keep spending time on it. I see. Okay. Yeah, I guess I'd encourage them, too, to, to um, just think about all the tasks that that they anticipate needing mm-hmm. and who they need to engage with. I don't know if, that, if that's in the right realm of what you're talking about, Jacqueline. Yeah. Um, You know, a lot of times, you know, with my with my one team member, you know, (laughs) I'll review her plan, you know, and then I'll push back and say, well, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And
3: okay, so just it sounds like a lot of like check, not a lot, but a consistent amount of checkpoints and meetings and like brainstorming that's going on. Put your plan together. Let's talk about how you're going to execute it. And then that way you sort of have a map to how you're going to get from point A to point B. See. Tim, did you want to add something? Uh,
0: I, do I have immunity <laughs> in here? Like, is this a, is yeah. this a safe yes, zone? Yeah, of course.
3: This is safe is this zone.
0: A, what is can this I a do? Trusting Tim? Nest it in is, here. It is. It is. No, I think there there are a couple things that just popped to mind. I think, for one, especially with Jacqueline talking about our specific department, it is relatively new in how we're figuring out roles. And,
3: Absolutely. And
0: I think that plays a role in terms of, okay, how far can I go with this? And maybe you delegate something to an individual and they. Maybe they run with it and maybe they went a little too far. So now you got to sure. figure out, bring it back. So I think there is a little bit of feeling out in the beginning. Um, so I think that is definitely one part of, of our experience here um, between you and I and then the rest of the team, of course. Uh, and then the other thing, it, it does come down, I think, to personalities. I mean, I've been here, you know, a year and a half, which really isn't that long in the grand scheme of things. Seems
2: longer. I know. That's a good Wait, thing. In a good way?
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. I can always take that two ways. Yeah. It's a good <laughs> um, but it might depend on where they came from, and for myself, as an example of, of the processes. And again, um, as all of you've mentioned, sort of checkpoints, n- not from a negative standpoint, but just understanding, okay, if you delegate this, I, in the past, would have just taken it and done this and that. And then if there's a problem, then it'd get brought up to me as opposed to, hey, I'm, I'm planning on doing this. Does this fit into what we're accomplishing so I mean of course it always comes down to communication and that's why that's always a, a hot topic um, but looking at it from that perspective I yeah I just think it's it's a dance that you play and you just learn as you go along I don't necessarily have any specific tips but I would I would ask that the managers give their direct reports some leeway because <laughs> there is a learning curve <laughs> and sometimes you know they think they have great ideas and they cross the line so it happens I guess.
1: Jacqueline, I'd also say, though, to Lynn's point, you know, pushing back and asking those questions, Mm -hmm. I think is good because that teaches them about what kind of critical thinking you do versus just saying, well, no, let's do it this way, you know, because then they can start thinking the way you would think to get better at you know managing that project.
3: I think this is going to be really helpful. So thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes, thank you, because it will directly affect me as well. <laughs> all right, so as I mentioned, and as you probably already noticed for those listening, a lot of the information-driven uh, ideas today we have in the show. So that's where I wanted to take us for the next subject, uh, really for any employee. It doesn't have to be any particular uh, role that you have in an organization, but staying in the loop with information. And it can be tricky because one of the uh, items that was mentioned in the article that I had linked for all of you was the uh, the idea of rumors, of course, and gossip. And you want to stay away from that, but there are times where maybe your manager didn't well didn't get a chance to tell you something, or you hear a conversation going on, and you wonder, okay, what's the direction of the company? Or uh, for an example with us here, prior to us moving our location, I, I had heard conversations because the, the person that was involved was a very loud person, a very very you know character driven. So uh, I kind of knew something was going on. Uh, It was the, no, uh, the person who, the
3: negotiator,
0: the person who runs the, uh, everything. He was, so I, so I had picked up on something going on, you know, but the idea of what this is staying in the loop in case something were to come up unexpectedly. And I guess I just wanted to get your thoughts on, I guess, being careful and how you can stay in the loop. So you do understand what's going on. Maybe it doesn't direct you uh, specifically, but it could affect the organization, your department versus, falling into that danger zone of rumors and gossip. Just the idea of the information that gets floated around.
3: I always, I try and I, and I'm going to, actually I'm going to pat myself on the back here. I think I do a good <laughs> job of keeping you guys in the loop. Yeah. For the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, after every frontline managers meeting, I do. I do a really good job at that, because, and I only know that because I've inherited some oh, some yeah. employees from other departments, and they're like, we didn't have any of access to any of this information. So after um, we have a managers meeting biweekly or bi monthly, and um, after each meeting, I will recap with them the next day in our stand up meeting things that they need to be aware of. Oh, that's cool. and then I usually send a follow up email. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, they get the information, but at least so that they know something is coming or, hey, just something to be aware of. And then another thing that we do is one of the team members on our team will recap also um, emails that were sent out to our entire company. So, in the next, so if let's say an email went out today to the entire company, then that particular person who's in charge of, of distributing it will read it in the stand-up meeting the next day just to be like, hey, did you get this information? Oh, that's, I like that idea. And um, so I think our department, I think we were pretty much on the same page. I don't think you guys. Yeah, I th-
0: no, I definitely think so. I mean, but... apropos because we are the communications department, so we
3: should know <laughs> what's going on. Touche, touche, <laughs> Mr. Mima. Um, so, those are some of the things that I do. I think, it, you know,
1: I go along those same lines, Jacqueline, but I think it is critical to success. I mean, you really need to know what's going on to be able to think big picture, to be able to have forward thoughts and ideas, to move your team, your department, you know, the company forward. Um, One of the things I've always done is not be afraid to ask questions. I mean, if somebody can tell you they will, if they can't, you know, they won't. Mm -hmm. But I found that everybody here has been really open to sharing information. Um, One of the things I can tell Um, people to not be afraid to do is to ask your manager because sometimes it's not that they didn't mean to not they didn't They're not holding back from telling you for, you know, confidentiality reasons. They just maybe have a lot on their plate and they haven't gotten around to telling you. So not everybody's as good as Jacqueline in in notifying (laughs) them back of what's going on. But I would say keep that open dialogue and don't be afraid to ask if you are concerned about something. And, you know, if you have heard a rumor, you know, it's good to bring that forward. We don't want people thinking things are happening that aren't happening Mm -hmm. as a manager, I can say. So that's another idea.
2: I had always um just op- created a pretty good relationship with whoever my manager was at the time and during my status meetings, you know, when I was an employee without direct reports, you know, I would just keep the the dialogue open and say, you know, I heard this, is this true? You know, should I be concerned about this? You know, what projects are coming? You know, where could I get involved? And you know, and then that just opened up the the dialogue between us. And then I tended to, f- you know, then it was like, oh, well, since you mentioned it, <laughs> you know, here's some stuff that, and sometimes, you know, I wouldn't, I would hear about it before it came out in a group meeting, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just because I had, you know, started the conversation. Right. Um, then when I became a manager and I had direct reports, you know, sometimes someone would ask me a question and I'd be like, totally caught off guard. I'm like, this is news to me. You know, so again, I would go to my to my manager and say, you know, just so you know, this seems to be the vibe out there. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to address it. I'm not even aware if there is anything. Mm -hmm. And um, again, my manager was happy to be kept, you know, aware of the undercurrent going on. And then I'd end up, you know, getting info.
0: And I, I do think that's the side of it that people maybe overlook because you always focus on the gossip. But, Jamie, you brought up the point and, and Lynn you as well that it's important to bring up those rumors and what the vibe is because then you can either substantiate it and give it some actual, you know, voice, I guess, or you can squash right away and say, hey, this isn't what's going on. Right. We need to stop this because that's not going to help, obviously. So, all yeah. right.
2: Communication. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Keep <it laughs> Info, open. info,
0: info. That's all that's <laughs> what I like. All right. Well, as far as our topics, we've come to the last one, of course, certainly not least, as Lynn wanted to address another area of communication, this time between managers and employees.
2: Yes. Well, and this actually dates back to interviews. So Jacqueline and I are interviewing together. I'm also interviewing with another colleague. So one of the um, things that we often hear from people is that they don't want to be micromanaged. And This this kind of got me thinking, though, it's like I need to um, ask some more questions because I take their I take their answer as, yeah, no one wants to be micromanaged. But it's like I need to be managed. You know, it's like, how does my manager know I'm doing a good job or how do I know I'm doing a good job? So how do we know this? So, how do you know whether you're doing a good job or not? <laughs> I'm going to ask this of people. So, if, anyone is, if anyone's getting interviewed by Lynn Molitor, you better be prepared with answers to these. So, how do you know whether or not you're doing a good job? How does your manager know whether or not you're doing a good job? I mean, and how do you know if you're meeting your manager's expectations?
1: Lynn, I I love this topic, to be honest, because I have those situations and interviews that come up all the time as well. And for me, it's, it's kind of a glaring red flag because I think in any role, you need to have that ongoing management and support to know, like you said, that you're on the right track, you're doing things right, or if you're not on track... You know, getting on track. And I think for me, you know, my experience has been a lot of the people that mentioned the micromanagement, maybe they weren't on track and they were getting followed up with a lot more frequently than they wanted to from their manager. So for me, that's kind of the way I take it. And, you know, after doing a lot of interviewing over the years, it's kind of what seems to be the case. I personally think that ongoing management and dialogue is necessary for an employee to know. That they're doing their job effectively, and for you as a manager to know that they are.
3: Yeah, I um, I agree with you, Jamie. When someone says, "I don't like to be micromanaged," I I sort of my mind sort of goes to what you're saying, Lynn. Well, what do you mean by that? Mm. So I want to ask questions because they might not be using the term correctly either. Right. So you know, some person's definition of micromanagement may not be what. I'm thinking the worst. So I always dig a little bit deeper and want to go, okay, well, talk to me about a time when you felt micromanaged. And then I want them to walk me through that scenario. Um, And if it's something simple, like, well, my manager wanted some updates on this project that I'm leading. Okay, well, (laughs) now we've got an issue because this person clearly, you know, you know, that's a red flag. I mean, it's your manager's taking a checkpoint with you. But if it was like, well, this one time I had made a mistake and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then you could see like, okay, so it was one case scenario, but How's that happened before? Or you just kind of work your way out of it. Um, so I think you have to dig a little bit deeper when someone says that um, and just kind of gauge for yourself what is this person's preferred management style is essentially what it's getting down to. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think it's an important question to ask. To answer your overall question, how do you know? I think it comes down to communication, really. You know, am I doing a good job? You know, we have status reports and I just came from one now. And one of the status report sections that we have talks about personnel discussion items. And that's where we list every direct report, including yourself, that you talk about things that they're doing great and things that they need to tighten up on. So areas for improvement. And you even have to write one for yourself. One of the things that I wrote is I'm working on keeping everyone more in the loop. I have a difficult time where I think people know, like my manager might know, but maybe he doesn't know. You know,
2: I and I run into the same thing too,
3: and I'm like, oh, I should probably tell him or remind him. That's another thing too. Is like, I'm like, oh, we talked about that, but then there's that little voice in the back of your head that's like, eh, you should probably send him a follow-up email, just giving him that friendly reminder. So I think to answer your question, for me, what I'm learning in my personal particular situation, it's better communication, sending those follow-up emails, sending those friendly reminders. Just so that you guys are on the same page, because a lot of times during that follow up is where clarification is made, right? And it's like, um, is that what we talked about? Because I was thinking it this way, or you know, and then you're like, oh, okay, you know, and so then you can kind of switch gears a little bit. So, I I think for that, it's it's got to be better communication, and and that's where you're going to learn if you're on the same page or not.
1: Yeah,
2: I like it.
3: Yeah, I like that too.
2: Yep,
1: it's tricky. And I like your point about how you you know go back in interviews and have them explain to you what they mean by that term as well. Um, that's something I'm going to take away.
2: Good. <laughs> yeah, use communication, not micromanagement. Right.
0: <laughs> well, and that, that's that's that keeps popping in my head though. Is what I guess? How do you all define? micromanagement and is it seen in a negative light? Because I think naturally when I've never heard anybody say, oh, I like to be micromanaged. (laughs) Right. Right? I mean, so so it it almost seems like a a stock answer. Like, yeah, no kidding. Nobody wants like somebody sitting next to you all the time. So I guess where where is that balance since we have a few minutes here? I mean, does anyone have a thought on where that balance can be found of, as I said, nobody wants to be felt like, you know, You're looking over their shoulder all the time. I think that's what we have this real negative worst case scenario thought of micromanagement. But where is that balance of checking in versus autonomy, I guess? Those are probably the two kind of areas that you're talking about.
3: Honestly, I think it depends on the personal relationship with you and that individual. Is there that trust there? Mm -hmm. Can you trust? You know, there's some of my team members that I talk to every single day, multiple times a day. And there's are some of my team members where I know they're going to get the job done and I maybe need to talk to them once a day. Right. And yeah. that's it. I always, I always struggle because to me it's
2: like I don't want to feel like I'm basically doing the other person's mm-hmm. job because mm-hmm. if it could be quicker for me just to do it all mm-hmm. versus to have... All the back and forths and, you know, check this out and can you review this? It's like, that's the fine line for me. It's like, you know, oh, I don't have time for all of this. That's a
0: good example, I think.
2: But a person needs to work up to that with their uh, management relationship. Because I mean, you can you can have a good thing going in one section of the company and then you can transfer and work for somebody else. Mm. And then it's like, oh man, I got to like start all over. <laughs> and you mm-hmm.
3: do, because you're like, why are you, Why right. this is not normal, but <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so this is what I was used to doing. <laughs> right, people have different styles, yeah.
1: yeah. And I think it does come down to style. For me, I think it comes down to that person's individual management preference and how much autonomy they like or how comfortable they are with ongoing feedback. Depending on their performance and their style that they like, it's really going to vary for every person. I don't think two people are really, two separate people, I think, are usually managed very differently. Mm-hmm.
0: I well, think that's great. I think all of you gave good examples. That, does that you know, help? Melissa, it does. It does. I have a better understanding now. I appreciate. It. I'm gonna make a note here. It is
2: <laughs> interesting, though. All the topics were c- communication related well, today. We,
0: we know it is very important. So <laughs> hopefully, you have all that are listening have been able to take away some insights from our communication discussion, especially the idea of both giving and receiving. But unfortunately, our time to communicate has come to a close. If you would like to suggest a topic or two for discussion on the LJN Radio Quad, just send us a message to LJN Radio at localjobnetwork.com. Maybe you can also let us know about any strategies you like to employ when it comes to communicating with managers, your peers, or even your direct reports. For everyone at LJN Radio, including Lynn Molitor, Jacqueline Peterson, and Jamie Goble, I'm Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.